So move along as we dive into soundtrack part number four, soundtrack of my life. You can see we still kind of have our soundtrack set, set up. So we get this song called Move Along. You know, as you listen to the words of the song, it at times can seem almost a little drudgery that life is just meant to move along. And, and when your hope is gone, just keep plodding ahead. And yet, I think it actually speaks to what faith is. At times, you don't feel that God is at work or that things are making sense. And yet, I think, and I believe, and I know what the Scripture says, that when we act by faith, we're not acting by what we see or what we perceive with our senses. We're moving along according to what we believe God is at work doing. We said weeks ago in our Hebrews study that faith oftentimes is just taking another step. It's just moving along. And even though you don't know what God is doing at the time, your faith says, I believe he is doing something. That he is still at work in my life. I would say that oftentimes we trust our feelings way too much. We interpret life and its circumstances and then we go to our feelings to tell us and inform us how to act. But I would challenge that because often our perception isn't according to the reality of what Scripture is or the reality of what God is doing. It's based upon this perception of what our feelings are saying is reality. And I would say it may not match up with what God's reality of who you are and who he wants you to be and what he's doing in your life. And so as we review our soundtrack convictions, I'm saying move along chasing God even when you don't feel it. The soundtrack convictions that we've covered so far, soundtrack conviction number one, is that your beliefs become your behavior and then your behavior becomes your beliefs. Kind of matches what we're talking about today. Conviction number two, my life matters and makes a difference. I was created with a purpose. Even if you don't feel it, you were created with a purpose. Soundtrack conviction number three, nothing is wasted when committed to God. Those things in your past, those mistakes, those hurts, the pains... When you commit those to God, it's not a wasted part of your life. It's part of the masterpiece that he's weaving into your life. Soundtrack conviction number four today, we're talking about fake it till you make it, baby. Fake it till you make it. Don't let your feelings lead your faith. But rather, faith should leave your feelings. If it's true, if we believe that our beliefs become our behaviors, then we shouldn't act according to feelings, we should act according to our beliefs, but it's important that we don't let our behaviors become our beliefs. And some, I, I would say some of us rely on our feelings to the point that we can't distinguish what faith and feeling is. Only scripture can divide that out and reveal to us how we should live according to faith. So fake it till you make it. I know it, we're, not, we're told not to fake it, right? And I would agree with that. We don't want to be deceptive in our life. We should acknowledge that we have feelings. We should acknowledge what we feel when we feel it. Being in denial doesn't exactly create a healthy life. 
When you're in pain, it's not about putting a smile on and saying, oh, hey, everything is all right. Life hurts at times, and we acknowledge that. But I want us to look at faking it a little bit differently this morning. In reality, I think we all fake it. I think there are parts of our lives that we just, we fake. Maybe it is, my life's a mess, but I'm going to fake like I have it all together, right? Many of us have been there before. I think our culture says, don't be a fake. And yet, we're all posing in some regard or another. We're trying to act like that movie star or dress like that hip-hop artist or we're doing, you know, we're all faking in areas of our life. And I think our culture is okay with that, even while it's saying, don't be fake. It's okay with a level of fakeness. And I think in Christianity, we can fake it without being fake. Are you following? Just fake it like you are. Here's what I mean by faking it till you make it. If we believe what Scripture says is true, if it is the truth, it may not always line up with what I feel. So then I have a choice. Do I act according to how I feel or do I act by faith according to Scripture? Those who are followers of Christ choose to act according to Scripture. And if it's not lining up with how I feel, I choose to do that anyway. And in some regard, then I'm faking it. I fake it. I fake it until I make it. Because at some point, I believe that if we're faking it, it becomes part of our natural pattern of behavior, and we begin to feel it. And then the truth of the Scripture is revealed even more, because now we feel according to Scripture rather than just feel against Scripture. Fake it till you make it. I think... This is true to me because faith oftentimes feels like I'm faking it because I don't feel it. Have you ever had that moment in your life where you knew you had to make a decision? You prayed about it, you felt God's leading in some regard, but your emotions and perhaps even in your mind it didn't make sense. And you decided to do it anyway because, well, you knew that's where the right thing to do was. It may not align up with how you felt at the time. Emotionally, you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I should do this. But you fake it. You just move along according to Scripture, according to faith. You know, our culture says to act in a certain way. And our culture says, follow your feelings. If it feels good, do it. If it gets tough, if something gets tough in your life, bail out. If whatever you're doing lacks pleasure, go find something that brings pleasure. But following... God's soundtrack means following a life of faith that oftentimes to our natural ways requires us on a certain level to fake it. To walk according to scripture isn't natural for us. So we have to fake it in the supernatural. And I believe in doing that, we begin to walk according to God's plan. We will begin to feel it. In scripture, this is how it's laid out as Paul the Apostle writes to young Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. You can follow along in your scriptures. You pull it out. If you've got your version app, flip that on and go to the live version. All the notes today will be on there as well as on your screens. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. Paul the Apostle writes to young Timothy this. 
But mark this, young Timothy, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Notice just about everything in that list is based upon feelings. He continues on in verse 7, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of truth. I know some Christians like this. We learn and we learn, but we never come to a knowledge of truth because instead of walking according to faith, we walk according to our feelings. Well, I don't really agree with that. I don't really understand. I, you know, so I feel this. So I'm not going to walk according to faith. It's lip sync. I think we all lip sync our life at some point, Right? So whose soundtrack are you lip-syncing your life to? If our behaviors become our beliefs and our believers become our behavior, and we're copying the culture's way, it gets ingrained into us. And we're lip-syncing according to our culture. You ever been in choir, maybe in college or in uh, high school? They teach, teach you to lip sync. If you forget the words, you just sing the notes and you just say what? Watermelon. You know, it doesn't matter what you're singing. Watermelon fits it every time. And we lip sync in our life. If you're a child of the 90s, you'll join me in acknowledging some of the greatest lip syncers of all time. My favorite and yours, Millie Vanilli. How do you remember Millie Vanilli, right? So these guys, I mean, they are pop artists. They're rising stars. And you can YouTube the day they get busted because it's, it's live. They're on stage. It's this song that's playing, and it's that chorus that it wasn't the digital age. It was the analog age, and something happened to the track, and it started skipping and repeating. And these guys are out on stage lip-syncing. They're, it's not even their voices. They're just lip-syncing, and it starts to loop. And you can watch the video as they are like, and they just keep lip-syncing, and it does it two or three times before they realize we're busted, and they make a quick exit. And if you follow the story at all, I mean, it just, it was all over the news. Everybody's like, oh, my goodness, you know, and they were the greatest lip-syncers ever. Nobody was on to them. Now, we kind of know this day and age that there's a lot of pop artists that do it, but it was a pretty big deal. And I think we all kind of lip sync our life to whatever happens to be current and trendy in the pattern of our culture. I would say, if we're going to fake it till we make it, why don't we start lip syncing according to Scripture? And living our life according to the pattern of Scripture, even if at times all we're doing is just lip syncing because we still haven't figured it all out just yet. I think there's some truth to the fact that, especially as young believers, as new believers, we're just walking according to what people are showing us, and we're just sort of lip-syncing according to patterns of other godly people. In fact, Paul goes on in 
chapter 3 there of 2 Timothy, continues in verse 14. He says, but as for you, young Timothy, continue in what you have learned from me, Paul says, and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. He's saying, Timothy, just keep copying. Just keep lip syncing what I showed you, and eventually it'll make sense. It'll become part of who you are. When he says, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, become speaks of a process. That Timothy, at some point, was not convinced but has now become convinced. So between those two points, he was lip-syncing. He was just following Paul along, learning, listening, taking it in, trying to live according to the pattern that Paul was setting for him. And at this moment, Paul says, Not, now that you've learned it from me and you've become convinced of the truth, live it. He goes on in verse 15 to say, And how from infancy you have known, infancy of faith, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Paul is saying to Timothy, Scripture, when you read Scripture, Scripture breathes life into you. God breathed life into the Scriptures. Scripture is breathing life into you. And you begin to walk, even though you may feel like you're faking it, you're walking according to Scripture. It becomes part of who you are. And you begin to feel it afterwards. You let faith lead your feelings, not feelings leading your faith. We oftentimes in our lives have these two Tensions between what we feel and what faith is telling us. And I think we feel that we're somehow, um, we're posing, we're faking if we don't follow how we feel. But I'm saying if we do fake it, eventually you'll feel it. When you walk according to faith, it may feel like you're faking it. But you begin to discover that God is faithful when you respond in obedience to him. Who knows? Maybe when God calls you out of the boat, you'll fake and walk on water. But you have to have that moment of faking courage. Can you imagine Peter in the boat? If you read the story in the Gospels of Jesus calling Peter out onto the water, he gets out of the boat. Do you think he had to fake a little bit of courage at that moment? I know we think of it as like a canoe that he's getting out of. That he just kind of throws the leg over and he's out of the boat. I've been on the Sea of Galilee. It's not a, it's not a small little pond. He's dropping from this thing. He's hanging over the side and thinking, well, let's give it a shot. Let's fake it. Let's fake like I have enough faith to believe that when I hit that water, I'll walk to Christ. We have this tension between our feelings, our instincts, and what's natural to us. And then, on the other hand, we have the acts of faith that require living in the supernatural. Letting the Spirit of God lead us and not our feelings. I oftentimes say I don't want to live naturally. I want to live supernaturally according to the Spirit of God working in me. And I have this tension of who I am and who I want to be. And I want so badly for those two hands to line up and 
my hands to work simultaneously at becoming the person God wants me to be? What if we use both hands to act according to God's word and not just what we feel? Those words of patient and impatient, good and evil, that's the tension we live with. There's all in all of us that hypocrite that wants to live naturally according to how I feel and the other part of me that's spiritual that wants to respond to what God is calling me to and and I do feel like I'm faking it at times when I step into that, but as I fake what faith is, it becomes reality. Think about how you act. Think about the different parts of you. Maybe it's things that you say, or perhaps your, your walk even, how you walk. Was there a moment at time that you saw something in somebody else and you said, I want to be like that. I want to walk like that person. I want to talk like that person. I want to, there was some, some part of them that you wanted to aspire to, and so you began to take on that characteristic. You began to fake it. Got that image in your mind? Now, in this moment of your life, it's just part of who you are. You don't even think about it. It's become real, reality, a real part of you. And this is what I'm calling you to in faking it until you make it. Think about the godly things you want to be like. Now think about the person you are. And sometimes those two things are, are a distance apart. Why don't you start faking like that godly person you want to be? Start acting like that person. There are parts of me, I have an older brother. And there are parts of me I know were influenced by him because I said, I want to be like that. I want to do that. I want to. I want to have that characteristic in my life. How your own children are walking and talking, a reflection on you. Parents, you know that. The words you say, you hear them saying, and that scares you sometimes. (laughs) This is faking it until you make it in faith. There's part of us lip-syncing. So if we're going to lip-sync something, lip-sync the soundtrack of God. Romans 12.1 says, stop living your life according to the pattern that our culture says, but have your mind and your heart renewed by Scripture. Let the Spirit of God renew your mind and transform your mind so that you can walk and act according to the pattern that Christ set for you. And that process between where we're at and becoming like Christ, there's a little bit of faking until we get to that moment. And our whole life is going to be moments where we don't feel the reality of it, but as we risk it and fake that godly character, that godly habit, it becomes part of our reality. Let your faith lead your feelings. Your feelings can be wrong sometimes. Do you guys remember the 80s? Some of you? Remember when you wanted to be like Michael Jackson and you wanted this outfit? I'm speaking of me. I shouldn't include all of you. I wanted that outfit. I thought if I had that coat and those pants, I would just, I would be it. That would be cool. I was, how wrong I was. But I felt that way. Now, girls, this, I know you felt like if you had this haircut, I, you would just be so right. 
man, you are so wrong now. You think back on it and you think, how in the world did I think that was cool? But that's how you felt. And who could forget Duran Duran? I mean, jumpsuits, come on. That's just straight up awesome. And that hair, what I wouldn't give for any hair, but that haircut especially is pretty awesome. And we thought at one point, how cool, it's so right. And now we look back and go, that was so wrong. In fact, it's so wrong, we should take it off the screen. And remember growing up, you think about that and you begin to, I mean, we look at teenagers sometimes and we think, man, they're all just posers and imposters because they're all trying to be like whoever the latest hip-hop artist is. Adults, we're all doing the same thing. So if we're all going to fake like something, why don't we all fake like godly people? Are you following me? Fake like the people in the Bible that are people of faith whom we mentioned in the Hebrews series. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you, till you feel it so that your faith is leading your feelings and not, not vice versa. I know there's a separation of who we want to be and who we are, but Paul again writes to, to Tim, the young Timothy and says, follow me as I follow Christ. You might have to fake it, You might have to pose a little bit, but if you follow me and you follow my character and you begin to follow my actions, it will become part of who you are. Now, we all would say we don't want to be fake Christians. I totally agree. It will cost you something. You have to move beyond just faking it for religiosity. But faith says I don't need to feel feel it to act on it. I don't need to feel it to be obedient When I ask my kids to clean their room, I really don't care if they feel it. I just want them to do it. And eventually they'll get that having a clean room is very important. But we don't have to feel it in order to be obedient. In fact, faith has nothing to do with feelings. You act according to Scripture. You move along. I know our culture says you must feel it, right? Tony Gonzaga in her song says, how can something so wrong feel so right all along? Catch me, I'm falling for you. Alabama sings a song, it feels so right. Ashanti sings a song, it feels so good, right? Our whole world is trapped in these feelings. And in relationships, feelings are great, but in relationships based on feelings, it's the ultimate destruction because in our society, when, you're, when you enter into marriage and then you get to a point where you don't feel it anymore, what do you do? You bow out. I'm out. I don't feel it anymore. I'm not, I'm not getting any pleasure from this. I forget about the commitment I made. And this is the whole of our culture that we base everything on feelings. One of my friends and former students and leaders wrote this on her Facebook this week, and uh, I asked her if I could plagiarize it. She, she led her Facebook post by saying, feelings lie. I don't feel like God loves me, but the truth is he does. I feel like a failure, but you're not. You might fail, but that doesn't make you a failure. I feel like no one cares. The truth is, I do, and God does. I feel all alone. The scripture calls Jesus our Emmanuel, our God who is with us. She finished up the post by saying, you can't control your feelings, but you can control which ones you decide to listen to today. Fight to hear and respond to truth. It's an uphill battle, but the view from the top is amazing. Struggle well. It's true. Faith sometimes feels like I'm faking it because I don't feel it. But when 
Paul the Apostle, he's the veteran, writes to young Timothy in the first book that he writes him, first letter in 1 Timothy chapter 4. He says, Timothy, be aware. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Some will abandon the faith, following deceiving spirits. They're going to fail to love the truth enough to be able to defend it or walk according to it or obey it in face of intense opposition. Do you see our culture fitting into this? Because of our lack of devotion to the truth, we will have no knowledge or strength to resist God-opposing trends of our culture. And many will not tolerate the truth if it challenges or contradicts their own behaviors and lifestyles. We live in this culture. This is the result of listening to the soundtracks of our culture is that we begin to defend behaviors that are so contrary to the will of God. So Paul finishes by saying, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Verse 8. 1 Timothy 4 says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Verse 10, That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. And he says this in verse 11, Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity until I come. Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and teaching. Don't neglect your your gift. And then he finishes by saying, Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. He's telling young Timothy, saying, look, you're young, but set the example. It doesn't matter what your age is, you set the example. You might feel like you're faking it when our world is saying, hey, give in to every lust and pleasure that you desire. And the scripture's saying, chase purity and chastity, for this is the will of God. And you might have to act according to Scripture rather than according to your feelings. Impersonate the godly characters of Scripture. Think about Gideon. If you read in the book of Judges how Gideon, who is hiding at a time of great persecution, he's hiding, and the angel appears to him and says, Mighty warrior, and Gideon says, Me? I'm hiding. I'm scared. I'm fearful. How many times in Scripture do you read of people being told by God, do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. When you're courageous, courageous means I'm faking like I'm not fearful. (laughs) When in fact you are totally scared. But you act according to faith and you fake Because you believe that God's going to come through, and that's what Gideon did. When Abraham, in the book of Genesis, God says, Abraham, I've given you this son of promise. Take your son and sacrifice him to me. Abraham, I'm pretty sure, was not feeling it. I'm pretty sure he was scared. I'm pretty sure he was saying, I don't feel like this God, but God says, this is what I'm asking of you. Abraham, in faith, begins to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice, and God stops him and says, pass the test. I'll provide the sacrifice. It's in those moments of our life when we don't feel like doing what God says that we act and fake 
according to what Scripture is, according to the promise. I want the band to come as we close up this morning, as we think about who we are impersonating, what it is that it looks like to be a Christ follower. We always tell our students in student ministry, there's five things, there's five outcomes that you can perceive from a Christ follower, and they are pray, live, tell, serve, and give. Those are five things that a follower of Christ has in their life. Those are things that they're doing, their habits. And yeah, you might have to fake some of them. You know, I've had to tell myself oftentimes to act in the exact opposite nature of how I feel. Put yourself in the driver's seat, in traffic, trying to get onto a busy highway. And you just know that guy down there sees you coming. You have a decision to make. My natural instinct I'm going to floor it, and I'm going to beat him to it. I'm going to get in front of him. I need that extra 10 feet to get me on time to wherever I'm going. Right? This is how I naturally act. I feel the guy creeping up into my blind spot and think, "Uh uh-uh, you are not getting off on this exit, buddy. You should have thought about that. Get behind me. I will. Here's the thing. When you act naturally, you do those things. But when you act supernaturally, you say, that's... That's my natural side. I'm going to fake like I'm another person. I'm going to be the person I want to be, not the person I am. And so I, I wave them over. I give them the right of way. How about in your own life? Besides driving, you know there's ways that you act to your spouse and to your children that they're just natural. You act out towards the kids in those moments of frustration, not naturally. Or not, not supernaturally, but naturally. Young people in our world, our, our world says, give in to every lust of your flesh. And that's natural. But what if you said, I'm going to act supernatural and I'm going to fake what God says is true, that if I act accordingly to his promises, my marriage, my relationships will be pure and I'll be whole and there will be a reward for that. This is what faith is. You don't always pray because you feel like it. You pray because you know that in those moments you're communing with God. You don't worship because you feel like it. You worship because you know in that moment you're communing with God. When you give, I know this, I don't always feel like giving. And it's in those moments that I feel the most greedy that I have to respond in giving. When that Guy on the street corner is saying, give me a few bucks, and I think, I know you're going to use it for booze. (laughs) Go buy yourself some booze. It's not my money, it's God's money. And it might be in that moment that God does a work in him, that person, but really it's in that moment that God's doing the most work in me. I just faked like I was generous. When every part of me is saying, Don't give him money. Don't give him money. Keep it for yourself. When you give to God, it may not feel good, but in the end, you begin to discover the promises of God. You become like his son, Jesus. It takes a bit of acting at times before we get it, before it becomes part of our feelings. Matthew 21, I close with this story, is Jesus tells the story of two sons. He says, 
the, one, the father goes to the first son and says, son, I need you to go to the field and do some work. The kid says, I don't think so. I don't feel like it. No. And that son walks away, but in the end actually goes to the field and does the work. Meanwhile, the father goes to the second son and says, son, I need you to go to the field and do some work. And that son says, you bet, walks away and doesn't do it. And Jesus poses the question to the religious leaders around him and says, who do you think the father's pleased with? The first son or the second son? Well, the religious people are like, well, we, we get this one. It's the first son. And Jesus says, look, the prostitutes and the thieves, the liars, the tax collectors and the sinners, they're all actually getting into heaven in front of you guys, the religious people. Because while you're saying yes with your lips, your hearts are not serving me. You're not actually doing the things that I would do or want you to do. And, and yet it's those people that are outside of the box of faith, the Gentiles, the pagans. All, they're actually going to get into heaven because while at one point they were far from me, when they met me, their life changed. And they began to do the very things that I asked them to do. So where are you today? Church, understand that disobedience because of forgetfulness, ignorance, not feeling like it, and careless neglect is still disobedience. So let me give you four resources that you can use as you begin to take this journey of discovering what it looks like to fake being like Christ until you actually become like Christ. On our website, c2church.com, we have a thing called SOAP. It stands for Scripture, Observation, application and prayer. Begin a daily journey of reading scripture and praying and journaling about it. Just fake it. Because it just might become part of who you are. So do that. We have a great resource called Right Now Media. If you email me at nextsteps at c2church.com and let me know you're interested, we'll get you a login. And at your fingertips, on your computer or any mobile device, you'll have access to thousands of Bible studies, DVD-based Bible studies that will help you learn how to live out the Scripture. It's a simple thing. Watch it between classes, at night with some roommates. Maybe you and your spouse do a Bible study on parenting. There's so many resources that can begin to help you figure out what it is you want to become and then fake your way to becoming that person. What about water baptism? Identifying with Christ and making a public declaration. You might consider that. Joining a life group that could help you become that person. As you close your eyes in this moment, I want you to envision yourself as a fully devoted follower of Christ. What does that look like? If you are a totally committed follower of Christ, not a fan of Christ, fans base their actions upon feelings. If my team's doing well, I respond accordingly. If, if it costs me something or I don't want to follow Christ, if it's going to cost, that's a fan. If you're a follower, what does that look like? How would you feel? What would you do? What, what expression would appear on your face? How would you be different if you were that person? Better father, better mother. Who is that person, that follower you want to be? Now, what's the next step? What do you need to do? The song says, give me faith to trust what you say. Isn't that what we're all asking for? 
God gives us the faith to walk out what he's asking us to do and maybe just fake it till you make it. Church, what is it this week that you need to act in faith on? You know what God is calling you to. Maybe there's a dream inside you that you just haven't acted on. Maybe just fake like it actually could come true that when you take that step of faith that God would, would, would work on your behalf. And that becomes reality. Start faking those qualities, those Christ-like characteristics, and see what God does in your life instead of faking what our culture says we should do. We begin to act according to Scripture. That's my prayer for you and me this week, that we would act accordingly. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never made a life commitment to Christ. You've never stepped into a relationship with Jesus. But this is your moment. You've been faking life all along until this moment. And now there's a reality, a spiritual reality that you can step into. Church, would you close your eyes as we take this eternal moment? If that's you, would, and you would agree that I need Jesus, and I want him to shake up my reality. And I want to live according to Scripture. Can we pray with you? I'd love to pray with you. Would you slip your hand up? I just won't point you out. We just want to make a prayer with you. Thank you. Anybody else? Lift your hand up. We're going to pray with you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands back down. Church, we're going to pray with those who, by faith this morning, are believing in Jesus, inviting him into their life. Let's pray out loud with our words, church, with those who raise their hands. Let's believe in our hearts. Say, dear Jesus, I invite you into my life. Help me to act according to your scriptures. I believe that you died on the cross to forgive me of my sins. Would you forgive me? I accept that gift. Help me to walk with you. Lead my life, Jesus. Amen. Hey, can we celebrate with those this morning who made that decision? What a tremendous decision. You're stepping from death into life. This is what water baptism is all about. It's that, that sign of being dunked under into death and coming up with the newness of Christ, being washed and clean into a new life. And what an awesome thing. Make sure this morning, if you're interested in that, head down to the venue and connect with Ben as he's going to walk you through that real quick. Be blessed this week as you walk. Don't forget to, to shoot me an email at nextsteps.c2church.com and we'll get you connected with a login to get onto Right Now Media. I'm telling you what, it's, it's a tremendous resource. Go on c2church.com for our soap. Whatever step you need to do, do that this week. Be blessed. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.